Hey, welcome to Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf, and I hope you're having a fabulous Friday. Going to dive right in here because there are some amazing spreads in data going on in economics right now that uh, you may have been seeing in the headlines, may affect your business, may not. We'll come back to that. Hold that thought. The first Friday of every month, Bureau of Labor Statistics releases the jobs report for the previous month. So for January, <laughs> for January of 2022, Bureau of Labor Statistics is saying that there were 467,000. Well, let me double check this. Checks his notes to make sure he's getting it right. 467,000 jobs created in January. That's some pretty good news. Um, interesting thing is, though, on Wednesday, ADP did their monthly report, and they stated that 300,000, 301,000 jobs, <clears throat> excuse me, were lost. So that's a 768,000 job spread. Those two reports rarely match up. And how much of a spread there is is an indicator of um, how many headlines you're going to hear about it. <laughs> Think about how this affects your business. And hold that thought. We'll come back to that. I promise we're going to come back to that. It's just, this is such a massive spread that it brings it brings up some issues about what data is, is usable. ADP, which runs, which actually does payroll for companies. So they've got their pulse on, you know, how many, how many client, how many uh, people are on the payroll for their client companies, the companies that they serve. Right. So that's actual payrolls going out. They do a monthly survey. It's not direct, but they do, they do their own monthly survey that estimates, you know, is job or employment going up or employment going down. And it was big news when ADP's report came out because that was 500,000 less than what was expected. Right. It was expected to be a gain of 200,000, roughly 200, 250,000 jobs. Now, two days later, the Fed's federal government comes out, <clears throat> excuse me, this got me all choked up because this is some really wacky data when it's trending this far apart in, in, in opposite directions with such a huge spread. You know, it'd be one thing that's like 50,000 jobs lost versus 50,000 jobs gained, but over three quarters of a million jobs spread, three quarters of a million difference between the two data. So the federal government comes out on Friday and says, no, 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 that's not true. There weren't jobs lost. Actually, it's 460,000 jobs gained. This is from the federal government doing their survey on jobs monthly as well. And this is the preliminary. So what happens, there's a preliminary that comes out on the first Friday of every month. And then those numbers are adjusted. They're what's considered to be better um, going forward from there. But the preliminary numbers are, are usually where you see the headlines. And here's a couple of things about the federal data to consider. The federal data is adjusted for seasonal trends. So that means that at the federal government, uh, they, the employees there make a decision on what, what is just a seasonal, uh, a seasonal distortion. Because, for example, say fourth quarter, there's a big hiring binge because of um, the holidays. And then first quarter, like January, temporary jobs for the holidays go away. That skews the data. Right. That makes it looks like more jobs are gained and lost 
than really there are because it's a, it's a seasonal thing. So what they do is they nor they work to normalize the data. So their 467,000 jobs gained is a managed number in, in the sense that it has been, they get their data and then they adjust it by a factor that they consider to be um, more realistic. So this is a judgment call. The, the mechanics of that aren't a hundred percent. We don't know exactly how they go about that. Here's something else interesting that happened too. As ADP was announcing the 300,000 jobs lost, Bureau of Labor Statistics, this is the same organization that published today's report, the 460,000 jobs gained. They polled all of the data from 2021, every month of 2021, the preliminary. So that's the Friday, first Friday report. They pulled all that data off their website with a note that says, and I kept a copy of this in case someone wants to challenge me on it. It was on their website. Go take a look. They posted uh, a note saying they pulled all that data because they miscalculated all of it. And they're going to recalculate it. The initial recalculation has added over 600,000 jobs to November and December data, which was considered very disappointing at the time it came out. So it is, hey, Jamie Green is with us today. Jamie, thanks for being part of the conversation. Good evening to you too. Always great to have you along with us. If you don't know Jamie Green, she is an entrepreneur that you need to know. Here is one of the top solar energy, residential solar energy entrepreneurs in the country. You need to know her, reach you know, reach out to her and uh, find out more about how you can get solar to, to work or not work. You know, does it work for you? Is it something you may want to consider you've been thinking about? She's someone that can answer questions with real world experience from, from being involved in installing it, working with homeowners to install it in residences. So Jamie, thanks for joining us. That being said, see, that's the real world of business. You know, is there things growing or not? You know, how's this coming back to how's this affecting? So how is this data affecting your business? Because looking at what ADP published, looking at what the Bureau, the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics published and what's going on in the data for both of those, it's like, well, which is believable? Because it's such a massive spread. It's cause for concern. Because there's adjustments, you know, I have a tendency personally, and I'll, I'll be upfront with this. My bias is more towards ADP, even though they've been considered to be wrong because they haven't matched all through 2021. There, there, there were a lot of surprising gaps and unusual, unusual disagreements between ADP and the, and the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics in terms of which direction are things going and by how much. Also, because of the adjustments that are made to the federal data, and plus they just said that all of their 2021 data is no longer valid because they miscalculated and they're going to recalculate right after a lot of headlines that are criticizing the government for handling of the economy and being out of touch. It makes me wonder. And this is not before you go all full hater on comments here. Okay. Really want to hear your comments, but before you go full hater, this is just some facts about the data and in, in the realities of data analysis, all data. And, and, and I just so appreciate Jim Collins for this comment that he made in his um, good to great in the social sector follow-up to his book, good to great. All data is inaccurate at some level. A key decision in data is how precise do you really need in order to support the decision you're trying to make. Right. 
So this data where you have two very credible sources are three quarters of a million jobs. That's people, that's people's lives that are being affected. Three quarters of over three quarters of a million, the real number 768,000. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, the spread 467,000 gained versus 301,000 lost. So it's a 768,000 job spread. What does that mean about that data? I've done a lot of data analysis over the years and early in my career, uh, taught industrial statistics, did design of experiments, did a lot of analytical, you know, intensive analytical work. Looking at data, at data sets like this, what I would say in the way I looked at it was step back and go, okay, how does this affect businesses, right? How does this affect, especially established businesses? So I'm talking to you. You got 20 employees, 20 to 50 employees. You're running eight to 25 million in business in in revenue how does this affect your business does it affect your business because i step back and look at that you know from from a, a, a little bit more of a if, if you step back and look at the reports it's meaningless it's it, there's no credibility in and in the whole conversation there because there's a seven hundred and sixty-eight thousand job spread one says we lost 300, 301,000 jobs. The other says we gained 467,000 jobs. One says we lost 144,000. I put a correction on this because I got this number wrong in a previous episode. 140, uh, ADP says 144,000 jobs were lost in uh, leisure and hospitality. Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics says no, 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 there were 150,000 jobs gained. This is nonsense. In terms of looking at those two and trying to make comparisons and make a decision on it, if you have an affinity for one data set over the other, have at it. Here's my recommendation to you. And, and, and now let's come back to how does this affect your business? Ignore it. This doesn't affect your business. This doesn't affect your market niche. It puts pressure on if you're selling in a consumer space, it puts pressure on consumer buying because they're Consumers are hearing these headlines. This is big headlines in major media outlets going back and forth. As they hear these kind of reports, it raises the fear level, which would seem to be probably more a media-driven, how do we get more eyeballs? Let's amp this up. Let's let's increase the drama. It, it's just a huge media nonsense that if you're selling into retail, if you're selling into consumer markets, yes, it, uh, the fear... The uncertainty that it creates may affect your business. I'm thinking really not. Previous episode this week, we talked about how uh, there's there's a potential leading indicator that the economy has been slowing down or even contracting based on con uh, reductions in consumer orders. So at the at the wholesale raw material levels, orders are going down while um, inflation is driving up revenue. that creates a gap, right? So, so even though, even though, um, top line GDP, so overall the economy appears to be growing when looking at gross domestic product, when you adjust for inflation, there's a gap and it looks like it's actually shrinking because what's going on at the wholesale level at the raw materials level is dropping faster. And when you add in inflation, it doesn't look like that big of a number. When you add in the impact of inflation it could be 2%, which 2% in a month is a big deal annualized as 24%. Not a, not a good thing. So again, that's a potential leading indicator. How does that, how does that affect your business? Well, 
that could be affecting your customers. Think through how does that affect your customers? Inflation really is affecting everything. Inflation is very real. We talked about that earlier this week. But coming back to the jobs numbers, it doesn't affect your business. Seriously, if you think it does, put it in the comments. I'd like to hear it. We got another comment from Jamie. Got to put my reading glasses on. Hard to believe non the non-farm payroll jobs numbers, right? I agree with you, Jamie. It's hard to believe that because we know it's, an, it's a number that's been adjusted based on a formula that is what we call opaque in data now. So in other words, we don't know how that's put together uh, clearly. But just the spread itself, when you have two, let's just, let's just, for you know what, I want to go with this statement. Let's assume that both the, the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics and the ADP numbers are credible. Their efforts at creating the numbers are credible. It still leaves us with a nonsense situation. And it comes back to, does this really affect your business? And I would say, no, it doesn't. What does affect your business? You, as the leader of your business, being clear on what's going on on your market niche, who your market niche is, what their priorities are, and being able to continue to better serve them to provide more value. How many customers do you need to double your business? What value do you need? Can can you add to existing customers? Right as part of that doubling your business. Yeah, if the market's even if the market's contracting, you still got the opportunity. You still got what you need. Here's my here's my thought, my bottom line on the ADP report, the impact of the ADP report and the BLS report. It's a mess. Right? It is just a hot mess and don't let it affect your business. You know, Jamie says, let's bring this back up. That Jamie doesn't affect my business whatsoever, right? Because you're in the in the residential solar panel, commercial solar panel industry. Does that affect people using electricity? No. Does that affect the need for people to have alternatives to manage the cost of electricity? Because everything is just, inflation is real. Federal government also says inflation, and you know, specifically in food prices, Federal government announced this week that there is not significant inflation in food prices. I don't know about you, but we've seen our our food bill go up 30%, 100%. So it did somewhere between 30% and double depending on what we're buying. So that we know that's not good. So some of this some of this is massaging numbers in order to um feed and I'll, and I'll say the same don't don't do politics on this show I will say this is an election year so we're going to be seeing a lot of propaganda from all corners and that's pretty much what I view this Jamie major indices are all moving sideways and so often I think that's because jobs reports try to sway the markets yeah absolutely so what does the jobs report affect it affects the financial markets so that could have a roundabout way of affecting you but for right now the focus should be on who's your target market. How do you better provide value? Because if you're, and here's a tip in how that you can make this a benefit. There's going to be so many people caught up in this conversation about, well, is ADP right? Is BLS, right? you know, the feds, right? What does it mean? Are things getting better? Are things getting worse? How do we go? You know, is it going to affect interest rates? Is there, is there really um, inflation or not? Or how bad is it? 
is it really 22% like some reports show is it just goes on and on. So there'll be a lot of people caught up now where that creates a business opportunity for you is to focus on your customers, how you can better serve them, how you can provide more value to them. Have your people that every, and here's, here's a tactical tip that you can implement starting Monday. Every time you or someone in your company comes in contact with a customer, make sure that you have trained them and provided to, to use questions, to ask questions and have provided them with questions that are going to, to give you high value feedback in order to be able to better serve those customers. Every person you meet is either going to become a customer, they are going to refer you to a customer, or they are going to be providing you with information that helps you get more customers. There's really a fourth in that is any mix of those three as well. Every person you meet. Have you provided your team with questions to ask that help bring in insights to help you out compete your company, you know, that'll help you outserve your market so that your competition, right? Jamie, Jamie is a man. This is one of the reasons you need to know Jamie green. She's a master at that. She asks great questions. I know this because I've had an opportunity to spend for, you know, to spend time with her on zoom meetings in mastermind sessions and in, in get to see that in action and hear that. <clears throat> so are you doing that with your business? You know, be a Jamie green, ask great questions in the marketplace so you can better provide value, better communicate the value that you provide, find ways to stack more value, innovate new services. You know, when's the last time that you asked a customer what it is that they would, if they could change one thing that would provide more value for them, what that would be. Hey, when's the last time you asked them, what do they like best about doing business with you? When's the last time you asked them, what do they like least about doing business with you? See, quality of questions you ask, Jamie Green, quality of questions asked will determine the quality of the outcomes and results. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true. It's the quality of the questions. And that's something that you can start on Monday. And here, here's the thing, though. You have to train your people to do it. You need to be up, up, um, upgrading your skills, right, as a leader. I'm in the second year. You know, last year I did a... a one of my personal development efforts was I was in a, a year long leadership development program and I was facilitating a team of, uh, of fellow students in that program that spanned four generations. So that was, and I'm doing it again this year to continue to hone that because it's about mastery. <clears throat> They're not trying to toot my own homer saying that's one of the things I needed to do to help me be more effective in my mission in life and in business. What do you need to do? How, you know, and are you train your people to do things like ask questions like that? And when I say train, here's something to consider. Most training fails because the people doing the training grew up with an education model. They weren't taught how to train. They weren't taught how to facilitate, which is necessary post-training. Training is about developing new habits, about changing behavior, Do you provide 
the support that your people need in order to do that. So they can build the habits. They can change what they're doing. They can change the behavior and build new habits that help them in their career path. And at the same time, helps your business. So going all the way back to what Jamie was saying about asking good questions, arm your people with good questions and train them how to ask that, how to work that into the conversation, how to make, help them, coach them, facilitate their development of habits as professionals so that they do that. And it becomes natural for them to do while they're having conversations with customers and prospective customers. So it's Friday. Just wanted to touch on that and uh, went late tonight, got started late tonight because I was digging into data because I was doing this, looking at the data. I was like, what the heck is going on here? And it's just like, and you know what? At the end of the day, when a data gets this crazy, it's just useless. It just doesn't, it's meaningless. And in terms of scaling your business this year, it really doesn't have any bearing on it anyway. At, at this point, you know, moving forward, there could be trends coming out of that. Maybe I'll concede that point. I doubt it. Inflation certainly is a, a bigger thing. Jamie, thank you so much. I appreciate you being part of the conversation. You helped make it a great conversation. And for you watching Wolf's Watch, thank you for being part of it. Uh, this is 21st Century TV. This is live and interactive, back and forth. You know, your comments uh, make it a much more richer conversation. And, and, you know, since this is Friday, also something that we've been doing this week, and uh, I'm going to look over here to pull this up to get the right info. Today in history, I don't know about you, I'm fascinated in history. I learn a lot about learning about, a lot about leaders and business and just life in general uh, from studying history as an adult. Didn't like it in school, but today I see how, how it works. Today, February 4th in 1789, was check this out. On this day in history, 1789. The first U.S. Electoral, co electoral College chooses George Washington as president and John Adams as vice president. And we argue a lot about the uh, Electoral College every four years because someone's candidate wins and someone's loses. And on the losing side, it tends to be a, wow, this Electoral College isn't working the way we wanted it to. Well, of course not, because their person didn't win. And all parties, you know, you, you, you're taking an honest look. That's been an argument that's going no matter who wins, the losing side saying, ah, this isn't right. This, this is the first time in 1789 on February 4th this is the first time the Electoral College worked. And the reason that it was set up by Washington, Adams, and several other people, right? The, the, the founding group, the founding team. And uh, anybody that wants to say there were no women involved. I don't buy for a second, having grown up around a bunch of strong women that were strong leaders and influences in their own right. Um, they had to say, it may not be as obvious looking at it from two, you know, well over 200 years in the rearview mirror, that they had some influence in there too. Uh, the founding, the founding fathers, as they're called, set that up so that there would be, it would be part of their system of checks and balances. And the reason that the states send electors to actually elect the president was our republic is designed as a federation of the states. It's about the states. Now, within the state, this is a different deal. But the federal government itself is by the consent of the states. As the, the 13 colonies coming together for the American Revolution, 
that was the colonies banding together to move forward with the revolution. So just a little, little fact that is pretty neat. First time that we formally elected a president, 1789, February 4th. So with all the crazy data and all the, all the wild stuff that's going on in the world around us, have a fabulous Friday. Have an awesome weekend. We might have something fun to talk about over the weekend. we got some great interviews coming up next week. Looking forward to having you a part of that conversation. And uh, I'm going to go and have our Friday dinner and talk with my incredible wife. Isn't that cool, Jamie? You know, all these years later, 1789, who knew? Jamie, have an awesome weekend with you and your your, your husband and your incredible family. And, uh, and for you, thanks for being part of Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf, and I look forward to seeing you on the trail.